Blog Talk Radio. Chicago's Black Business Radio Network, all black, all news, all you. Remember playing Bidwist on Friday nights all night long? Did you know you were writing history? The evolution of Bidwist has received warm responses from Bidwist players and black history enthusiasts across the USA. The Evolution of Bidwist is an authoritative book containing the most comprehensive information ever published on the subject. It's now available at RonaldLAllen.com. The book covers every aspect of the game, from its origin and growth period to its international expansion. Get your autographed copy at RonaldLAllen.com today. Sit down tonight with friends to a game of Bidwist. Visit RonaldLAllen.com today. Chicago's Black Business Radio Network, all black, all news, all you. You're listening to Chicago's Business Radio Network, all black, all news, all you. October 9th, this broadcast is designed to serve the African-American communities in Chicago and around the world. Today's session is called CBBN Business Journals. CBBN Business Journals will feature interviews with business owners, innovators from around the world. Today our guest is Michael Schlesinger, uh, and he's with the John Marshall Law School Business Own Business. But first we want you to know all of our shows and our that from the very beginning and dedicated memory and on the minds and in hearts of people. We simply ask that you take a few moments to think back on the great this man and his contributions to the city of Chicago. How do you remember Harold Washington? I'm Sonia Cassandra Purdue, author of Black America, Ask Yourself the Tough Questions, now available on Amazon.com, and you can get your autographed copy of the tough questions at asking ourselves the tough questions dot com. I'm also a producer for this series and founder of Chicago's Black Business Network. Chicago's Black Business Network is a social media management and training organization and we are changing the way that Chicago connects. Visit us at Chicago's that's Chicago with an S, Chicago's Black Business Network dot com and be a part of all that I do. We want to welcome you to the show, Michael. How are you? Welcome to CBBN Business Journal this morning. Thank you very much, Sonia. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for the invitation. It's wonderful. Um, I did a class over at Bethel, and Michael brought his team over from the John Marshall Law School to share a lot of information with us. I thought it would be important that I also shared it with you. It's some very good information, and you can use it. You can use it now. We start each show, Michael, by asking the guests to tell our listeners a little bit about themselves. So tell our listeners, what did you do before heading up this program at John Marshall Law School? Well, thank you. I'm often asked that, and it's really been a been quite the journey and experience. Um, I practiced law uh, in Chicago for 40 years uh, with the mid-sized law firm uh, of Robin Solomon and Pat. It was formerly Robin Solomon, Wolf Schlesinger, and Miller. And I am a business and transactional lawyer. That means I represented closely held businesses, businesses owned by a few people, um, manufacturing business, services, service business, and I've done 
virtually every type of business transaction that you can uh, one could imagine. Um, I was asked in the early, uh, maybe 2004, to teach a class at John Marshall Law School uh, in corporation law, which I did. And I did that uh, until 2011. That's one class an evening while I continued my practice. Um, the clinical movement in legal education uh, has been building and came to a point where the law school asked me if I would uh, become full-time at the law school uh, and direct the Business Enterprise Law Clinic, um, which I have been, which I founded at the law school in 2011. So it has really uh, been uh, a wonderful experience for me uh, to work with communities, community leaders, um, and also wonderful law students. And uh, it's been a great experience. Wonderful, because this is really not an old uh, 2011. That's not that long ago. This is not really an old venture for them. That's great news. You're listening to Chicago Select Business Radio Network. Today's segment is CBBN Business Journal. Michael Schlesinger, director of the John Marshall Law School Business Enterprise Law Clinic. That's a mouthful. <laughs> it's with us today. So, Michael, tell us um, what legal services are what legal services are provided, and is there a cost to be a part of B-Law? Sure. Um, fundamentally, the Business uh, Enterprise Law Clinic, we call it the B-Law, provides uh, business and transactional legal services for individuals uh, who are starting and growing businesses. Uh, we concentrate in our, our activities in communities that have traditionally been underserved that haven't gotten their fair share uh, of an allocation of uh, resources. Uh, we work uh, with and through community organizations, community development corporations, to help build restorative economies uh, but through our work uh, with individuals uh, in business um, in those communities that have suffered job loss, plant closures, um, disenfranchisement, and in some cases uh, a deterioration in civic life in those communities. So we're uh, we consider ourselves one piece of the uh, one component, one piece of the puzzle uh, to help um, build a restorative, just, fair economies and communities. Um, that's a that's a broad overview of what we do. Okay. Uh, more specifically, now, it, uh, yes. Well, I want to ask you: Isn't it? Uh, and I'll let you get specific in a minute. Isn't it uh, part of the, well, there's many pieces to the puzzle as to what the problem is, but for small businesses and people who have a desire to start businesses, um, the legal entity part or establishing the legal entity part um, is one of the most difficult startups for them. Number one is cost. Is there a cost for your services? Well, all of the legal services that uh, are provided by the B-Law are without charge. Uh, uh, the only expense that a client has uh, are the filing fees that would uh, normally be uh, that are normally charged by the Illinois Secretary of State um, in uh, forming a an entity. And you're right, uh, Sonia. Uh, typically, the most prevalent concern and first question clients ask is uh, I want to go into business, uh, should I uh, form a corporation, 
and make what is called an S-corporation election, or should I organize a limited liability company known as an LLC? And we essentially provide uh, counsel uh, to clients uh, of the tax and non-tax reasons why they might choose one entity, form of entity over another. What would be to their greatest advantage? And, and that's the, that's the typical choice of entity analysis. We'll listen to, first. Of course, you've got to listen to your client, find out what their goals and objectives are, um, uh, and learn a lot of information uh, before you can make an appropriate recommendation. Great. And now, which we do. We'll we always make a recommendation. Wonderful, wonderful. And um, now we all know that there are risks involved in going into business, and we know that very well. Now, can you explain the concept of risk and how it's generally understood by business people? Sure, I'd be, be happy to. I, I, I probably should go back and just for a moment answer, uh, respond to a question, I, one of your questions I didn't get to in terms of cost. Um, uh, the filing fees uh, from the Secretary of State uh, to form a corporation is $150. Uh, to form uh, a limited liability company is $500. There is really no rational reason why one, why it should be more costly to form an LLC uh, than a corporation, but that is the fact. So we make sure clients understand that, <clears throat> and that does sometimes uh, work into a client's equation uh, and decision-making process. Um, uh, regarding the concept of risk, um, you know, there's risks in all aspects as one navigates life, and they particularly come to the uh, fore when an individual uh, decides to start a business. So, um, you know, uh, the analysis uh, and thought process that most folks go through is um, how much uh, will I invest? Do I wish to invest in a business? Uh, uh, how much money or property or equipment? What can I expect as a return? And and how much will I make out of that business? How can I make it grow? How can I scale it up and provide um, uh, a livelihood for myself, my family, and employ people at a livable at a livable wage? That's basically the analysis. Then uh, there are risks. Many businesses have a big, a large ramp up time to become profitable maybe a, possibly a year, sometimes two, in, uh, to make a business uh, profitable. And uh, ev everything works according to plan, of course, that's wonderful. But often there are bumps in the road, and there are risks attendant to starting a business. One is that it will not be successful or will not be as successful as you wished, uh, as the entrepreneur uh, wishes. So uh, what we try to do is to help a client assess those risks. And one of the ways that you limit the amount of risk that a client has in starting and growing a business is to recommend that the client form a corporation or limited liability company, both of which are entities separate and apart from the person, individual starting the business. And because of that, the personal liability uh, of myself, if I were going to form a corporation or limited liability company, is limited to the amount of money I invest. 
Okay, that's great. And so those those that's usually your recommendation. Let me ask you this, Michael. Um, the disparity in cost and filing fees. What is the um, what's the explanation that the state gives for that that disparity in filing fees? There, there is no rational. Dollars. There really is no rational explanation. Um, this what I. Limited liability companies are a newer form of entity, uh, not only in the, in Illinois but also in the United States. Illinois, mm-hmm. sometime in 2009, 2010, I believe, um, uh, the legislature authorized the formation of limited liability companies. Because LLCs provide the protection to an individual of limited liability, in other words, the entity the LLC, just as a corporation, is liable for the debts and obligations of the business, not the individual. Uh, and an LLC is a much more flexible uh, uh, entity to work with from a tax perspective. Uh, it has become the favored form of entity. So uh, in their collective judgment, the state legislature set the fee higher <laughs> because it could. But there, there, there is pending legislation. Uh, to reduce uh, the uh, fees for filing the LLC um, and LLC substantially. Um, the last time I checked, it was mired in committee, and I think nothing much is happening in Springfield at the moment uh, with the budget crisis. I got you. Um, we need to be worried about that. That's that's quite a that's quite a bite out of your uh, startup budget right there. You know. Uh, what will protect you the most costs you the most. Um, very, very interesting. Very, very interesting point. Now, far as uh, before we go to break, let's say uh, a couple of things about tax benefits as to one business entity form, uh, business entity form compared to another. You did mention about the LLC, but aren't you protected under all, all corporations? Yes. Um, a corporation uh, and a limited liability company both provide protection from personal liability for, in the case of a corporation, the shareholder, and in the case of uh, an LLC, uh, its member, a member being the individual, the shareholder also being the individual who owns the owns the uh, company. Uh, and, yes, you're protected. Uh, there is a concept in both cases of piercing uh, the corp- piercing the veil of uh, Liability from a through a corporation or li, or a limited liability company, uh, but it is not easily done. Um, I would say that in my view, an LLC pro, does provide slightly more protection from personal liability than a corporation because uh, the LLC Act uh, specifically addresses that um, question by saying that no member. Uh, shall be liable for the debts or obligations of the limited liability company solely because he or she is a member. There's no equivalent provision in the Illinois corporate statute. Uh, it's mainly judge-made law. So I think that there, it's my view that there is more protection. But I think in both instances there is more than there's uh, there's adequate protection uh, from uh, personal liability for debts and obligations. I would say that it is uh, absolutely essential in either case 
to uh, that the corporation or LLC be operated as a separate entity, separate and distinct from the uh, personal affairs of uh, its owner. That means it should have a separate bank account, checking account, uh, uh, employment identification number. Um, funds should not be commingled. Uh, company funds should not be commingled with personal funds. Um, and uh, when any type of agreement or a writing is uh, a contract is entered into by a corporation or a limited liability company, uh, the it should be uh, signed uh, by the uh, appropriate officer in his or her cor- uh, co- corporate capacity as a president, for example, of a corporation or as a manager of a limited liability company. Okay, and we do know those that, few and steps. I'm sure that you know, those few steps will help them a lot. And we do know in the beginning all those things are usually intermingled in a small startup company. <laughs> I mean, because they, you come from an individual to a company, and you don't usually go the other way. So a lot of those things that you're talking about are in the, uh, intermingled, and uh, somehow we got to get that straightened out, don't we, Michael? <laughs> I know yes, that you find that would, happens a lot. I would say that if an individual is operating a business as a sole proprietor, that is not as a corporation or limited liability company, that it is still a very good idea. Uh, it's still, I think, essential and imperative that the individual uh, have a separate bank account uh, for the business. Um, uh, you could uh, adopt, a, a file an assumed name certificate. Um, that will not, by the way, it should be very clear that that will not protect the uh, owner of a sole proprietorship from personal liability but it does differentiate um, and separate the business uh, income ex- and expenses from personal uh, bi- personal affairs. Individuals starting a business will maintain uh, their uh, their job, uh, their employment, and and work on their business part time. So it's uh, still important, especially when you comes time to file your taxes, that you keep your business uh, separate from your personal affairs, even if it is not incorporated as, uh, or organized as an LLC. Great. Michael Schlesinger, director of the John Marshall Law School's Business Enterprise Law Clinic, is our guest today on CBB and Business Journal. We're going to go to a short break, Michael, but before we do, can you tell our audience how we can get more information and how we can get in contact with the B-Law? Um, yes. Um, to contact the B-Law, uh, anyone can do one of three things. They can um, send me an email, and my email address is 9, that's the number 9, S-C-H-L-E-S-I-N-G-E-R at jmls.edu, or they can call 312 312- Three eight six two eight two nine, or uh, uh, a person can write me at Michael Schlesinger, the John Marshall Law School, uh, Business Enterprise Law Clinic, three one five South Plymouth Court, Chicago, Illinois six zero six zero four. Wonderful, wonderful. We're going to go to a short break here, and we got some more questions for Michael. Uh, stay with us. We'll be right back. 
Chicago's Black Business Radio Network, all black, all news, all you. Are you an educated decision maker? Hi, my name is Joseph Lee, and I've been a realtor for over 30 years serving the Chicagoland area. At Royal Crest Realty, we blend state-of-the-art technology with old-fashioned hard work to provide you with outstanding service. Having the right information, along with having the best realtor in the city, you're going to get the best results in your search for affordable housing. Visit Royal Crest Realty at JoeLeeHomesOnline.com, where you'll find homes for sale, priced for investors. That's JoeLeeHomesOnline.com, or call 773-392-1716, 773-392-1716. Do you have student debt? We offer neither debt refinancing nor consolidation. What we offer is student debt obliteration. How? Freelancing your way out of debt. Become a freelancer on our site, mohican.biz. Only those owing student debt and residing in the U.S. can register. Any company or individual can post jobs on the site. Furthermore, mohican.biz strives to bring those individuals still carrying student loan debt together with those institutions who educated them, as well as those who provided the financing to make their education possible. Thus, we will promote our registered freelancers with banks, universities, and many other organizations, including the federal government. The idea is for these institutions to outsource work by posting jobs at mohican.biz, to which our registered freelancers would then apply. Please visit mohican.biz for more information. That's mohican.biz. Chicago's Black Business Radio Network, all black, all news, all you. Welcome back. You're listening to CBBN Business Journals. Our guest today is Michael Schlesinger, Director of the John Marshall Law School Business Enterprise Law Clinic, B-Law. Welcome back to the show, Michael. Now, Thank you. I wanted to, um, you described B-Law as a business and transitional legal clinic. Tell us what you mean by that. Yeah, a business transaction, business transaction legal clinic business and transaction legal clinic. It means that we'll uh, assist an individual, uh, a startup and growing business, by the way, as well. Um, and we'll do a- almost any type of uh, business and transaction legal work that is uh, that is needed. Uh, for example, in addition to uh, helping a client choose the uh, choice of uh, a choice of entity, um, we, we, uh, assist that client in structuring the business, focusing on three principal areas, ownership, control, and financing. Uh, If there's more than one person in a business, um, it's a question of how much does each person own, how are decisions made, how how is the company governed, whose decision controls, when um, is decision made by a is decision made by a majority? Is it made by a, by unanimous agreement? Is it made by a supermajority? Um, also, how is a building business financed? Um, is uh, uh, are there family and friends who are either loaning money or investing uh, in the business in, in exchange for equity? You know, we we go through those issues. Um, we help clients um, who have more mature business businesses plan for a transferring a business to a son, a son or daughter, or other family member. 
uh, we can uh, uh, help clients with uh, issues such as uh, protecting the confidential information in their business, uh, client lists, pricing, um, vendors, contacts, all, all sorts of confidential information that um, is critical and proprietary uh, to the success of a business. We advise clients on um, who have employees or independent contractors uh, with regard to um, uh, preventing those individuals from solic- from leaving the company and soliciting uh, the company's clients. In effect, taking the taking clients from the company for their own benefit. So we those are that's called non solicitation. Um, we often do uh, many clients uh, that we come across uh, have basic documents that they have and that they enter into uh, with, uh, basic contracts they enter into with with clients to provide their sell their goods or provide their services. Um, uh, we look at those and we look at these service agreements and we uh, improve them, make them better. Sometimes we'll do them from scratch um, so that uh, all of the bases are covered. And in particular, uh, when problems arise uh, in a business or with a customer, uh, which they inevitably do at some point, that uh, our clients have uh, all the remedies uh, uh, available in the arsenal of remedies to provide uh, our client with the uh, best possible leverage uh uh, to be paid prevail and prevail um wonderful we we also uh advise by the way we also advise tax exempt not for profit uh corporations uh because their business is too and they uh, often oh, the uh, tax exempt organizations uh serve the communities that we serve and we can assist those that. organizations uh, many of whom are now interested in um, uh, forming for-profit subsidiaries to augment their budget, uh, which will allow uh, organizations to continue and expand their mission, particularly in a time when funding to uh, uh, not-for-profit tax-exempt organizations is being uh, restricted. Wonderful. Now, Michael, in the last couple of minutes, go ahead. I should say that we, the clinic, uh, the B-Law, does not get involved in litigation of any kind uh, or disputes among owners. Um, so, uh, and although uh, the clinic trademark filed trademark applications for logos, you know, tag names, uh, the law school has a trademark clinic, and the law oh, school uh, where where they will prosecute, uh, file rather a trademark application, also pro bono. Uh, except for filing fees, and the law school also has a patent law clinic. Uh, and the uh, patent law clinic, if it's accept, if a matter is accepted, handles the uh, patent application pro bono. Ah, uh, isn't this wonderful? That is absolutely great. We've got about two minutes left, and what I would like for you to share with our listeners here is. How can they qualify and then give your contact information again? What does it take to qualify? Well, we, we in choosing clients, well, I guess I should say at the outset, um, we have limited resources, uh, like uh, in terms of the number of uh, students enrolled in the clinic. 
Um, and we select matters um, based upon um, is the individual serving um, an under is is the individual from an underserved community? Will the business uh, being started or being uh, expanded uh, benefit an underserved community? Um, will a business take root in an underserved community? Um, and what is the educational value uh, of the work we're doing? Because at, at, at root, this is a law clinical law school clinical program. I should also say that we operate the B-Law as a law firm within the law school. Anything clients tell to us is confidential, and they get a very high-quality work product. All of the legal services, uh, and all of the advice that's given and documents that are delivered are reviewed and approved by what, uh, very experienced lawyers that we call faculty supervisors. They are lawyers from some of the largest law firms in the country, medium-sized law firms and smaller law firms. They donate their time to the B-Law, to the law school and the communities that the B-Law serves as a public service and to the legal profession. So there's a very high quality uh, legal service that people, uh, individual clients that we accept can be assured of. Thank you. Now, Michael, give us your contact information. We've got about 30 seconds. Give us your contact information, and we certainly want to thank you for being here. How can we find you? Again, Michael Schlesinger, uh, the John Marshall Law School, Business Enterprise Law Clinic, uh, 315 South Plymouth Court, Chicago, Illinois, 60604. Uh, nine S, by email is the number 9, S-C-H-L-E-S-I-N-G-E-R, at jmls.edu. That's the email is the best way uh, to contact me, and then we'll follow up from there. Great. Michael, we want to thank you for being with us today. I'm Sonia Cassandra Purdue, Chicago's Black Business Radio Network. We look forward to you joining us again next week. Michael, enjoy your week. Bye-bye. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Bye-bye.